So I wanted to share a quick little insight into how I prioritize my life. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Welcome, Driven Mofos. In this video, I'm going to show you or talk about how I prioritize my day, my week, and also my life just in general, and some of the challenges that I've had along the way to be able to live a life in the majority of cases that I love. Every now and again, the shit hits the fan, I get kicked in the face, not literally, but metaphorically. But let's talk about how we get around that as well and get back to prioritizing a life that you love. If you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, Iron Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I'm doing this is because most people will waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So how do I prioritize my time? Well, the first thing that really you need to know is if you want to get great at time prioritization and you don't want to have self-sabotage patterns or procrastination, or you don't want to feel like at the end of the day or at the end of the week or at the end of the month or at the end of the year or on your birthday that you're wasting your life, then the very first thing that you need to do is you need to get very, very clear on what your values are. Now, you've heard me probably talk about values before if you've been listening to the previous episodes. Values are something that I could talk about for five or six days. Now, the field of study of value systems is a field of study called axiology. It is based on two key areas. The first one is economics. The second one is philosophy or metaphysics. In economics, it asks the question, where are we the most valuable? So where do we create the greatest amount of value in our society as a whole? And where are we most likely to be able to do that? And then the second question is, where do I feel the most valuable, which is important to me? Those two things together create essentially our values. Now, if you're clear of those two things, it's normally where you're the most valuable and where you feel the most valued. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to end up a multi-billionaire. It will if you have a probably top one to three value of being of wealth creation and depends on the vision and the mission. But very rarely will you have someone with a low value of money or a low value of wealth creation or a low value of finance or something like that achieving a billion dollar company or even a decent wealth portfolio because they just won't have it because their values won't be structured that way. And that's fine. Different people have different values and not everyone's supposed to make shit tons of money and not everyone's supposed to be a great parent and not everyone's supposed to have amazing health. It really comes down to what's important to you. The reason why this is so important, especially when it comes to your time management, is that you're not really prioritizing your time, you're prioritizing the actions that you take within the time that is available. If you've done any of my courses or any events, especially on time management, you'll hear me say that there's no such thing as time management. There's only action management. There's only 24 hours in the day. Everyone has 24 hours as far as I'm aware. Everyone has this thing called 24 hours in a day. Now in that day, you're not managing that time now. The time here is 7.30 a.m. in the morning that I'm recording this podcast. It's 7.30. I can't manage that time. In one minute, it's going to be 7.31. Okay? And I can't manage that. So you don't manage time. But what you do is you manage your actions that you do within the time that you make available. That's it. So we're not managing time, we're managing actions. And so I call it action management, not time management, because when most people call it time management, they create stupid structures that don't work for them. And then they get all flustered and run around like an idiot because they think that they're trying to manage this time, but you don't manage it. You manage your actions. So when it's action management, it's a lot easier because then you just prioritize the actions that you want to take in a day. That's it. That's action management. Now, I know some people listen, like I've spoken about this before, and I've had some people criticize and they go, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, it is. But language matters. When you say things like, I don't give a shit about 
money. That tells me that your beliefs, you've got a massive block around money. You want to try and get ahead financially, but if you keep using that languaging internally, you're going to self-sabotage your money patterns because it's a belief and beliefs drive behavior. Perceptions drive beliefs in the first place. So language matters. When you're saying time management and you're running around like an idiot all the time, trying to prioritize something that you can't prioritize, then you're probably not going to be effective. So by calling it action management, you realize that it's not time that you're managing, it's your actions that you're managing. And by just changing that languaging, it gives people a lot more clarity on what they need to change and how to be more effective. So first things first is action management. When you're prioritizing your actions on a daily basis, if you understand your values, then you should be prioritizing your values because that's where you're most valuable. And if you're doing things like writing a massive to-do list and then just running off of that to-do list, then you might be prioritizing the lowest value items first because they're the easiest, trying to get as much shit off of your to-do list because it makes you feel like you're productive, but at the same time, not producing anything of value, which is why people get stuck. I know plenty of people who say to me, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, but they don't achieve anything. Like they do to a level, but they never get beyond that level because they're always doing the same things. And so like, if they're waking up thinking, I've got to clean the house, I've got to do the washing, and I've got to do all these things that are low value items as far as society deems it, and also based on what brings the most fulfillment in life, they'll get short-term pleasure and immediate gratification, but it's not gonna provide long term fulfillment like they're building a sustainable life unless you've got a value around that if you've got a value on a beautiful home then that's different that might be a high value to them but it's also not going to be the thing that's going to earn them a lot of money so if they want to get ahead financially yet that's the stuff that they're prioritizing they're going to create conflict because they're prioritizing things that aren't worth a lot of value in society over something that could be more valuable if you want to manage your actions more effectively in the time that you're making available the first thing that you want to do is get clear on your values and in fact i've got them sitting right here on my computer now i put them in a little reminder so i use apple products and in reminders i actually put my mission my purpose my values in reminders and set it for 7 a.m every morning so it pops up on my computer and i read them every every day because it reminds me to focus on what I need to focus on and to prioritize my values every day. My highest value is learning, teaching, and coaching. So every day I want to find some way of being able to do that. And I have created a life now where the majority of my day is prioritized in that because it's where I'm the most valuable and earn the most income because it's a skill set that I love. And I guess I've got extremely good at it because I'm dedicated to it because it's the most important thing in my life. And that's why I do it because it's the thing that I love to do. And I've been doing it for almost 20 years now, 19 years or something in different ways. So first off, it was personal training. Then I got into strength conditioning and physical rehabilitation. And then the mindset stuff, I guess, came through. So I prioritize a lot of that in my day. Yesterday, I spent probably about 15 hours, I think, just on content creation for events. And that's just studying and thinking about teaching. So that's how I prioritize the majority of my time is thinking about my highest value. Then I go in and I look, where can I put in my second highest value, which is physical appearance and physical movement or exercise and health. So I will make sure I book that in. So when I'm setting my calendar up, I book these things in to make sure I set it up. Most days I book in reading because I know that by doing that, I get inspired straight away in the morning. It's normally one of the first things that I do, either that or exercise. This morning, it'll be podcast first and then exercise. I'll go out and exercise in a minute. And then I have a client who's flown in from interstate to work with and I'll work with them all day until about six o'clock tonight. I'll probably eat dinner, go for a walk, spend a little bit of time with Jess while we're eating dinner and then I will get back into content creation. We've got our business and entrepreneurial odyssey or our mastermind this week. I'm just finalizing content and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. I'll probably do that until 11 o'clock tonight and that's how I book out my calendar. So the first thing I wanna do is figure out where I can fit my highest value into my calendar, then the second highest value and then the third highest value and I'll try to prioritize my top three values throughout the day. Then what I'll do is I'll also look at what are the other tasks that I need to do and I'll try and delegate 
delegate as many menial tasks as I can. So I'll try and delegate things like, I don't have a high value on spending time mowing the lawns. So I'll try and delegate that to someone else. I will get a gardener in or something like that. Now I couldn't originally do that. When we first started, I remember I just let the lawns grow. When we were renting a property, I just let the lawns grow for like a month, maybe even two months. And then I would pay someone to come along and just cut it. But that was because it was easy to pay someone 30 to $50 to come and mow the lawns than it was for me to do it every week. Because that one hour over, let's say it was every six weeks, I would get the lawns mowed or every eight weeks, I could spend one hour per week working extra in the business, which meant over a two month period, I was able to produce an extra eight hours, which was an extra day of work, I guess you could say, by not mowing the lawns. And then the gardening was the same. But what I would do is I would put it off so I could stretch out money because we we're broke as shit at the time. But I just didn't have time to go and mow the lawns. And I would just dedicate it to the values and the things that I knew would produce the most. The same as the house cleaning. Like I remember going for like three or four months without even dusting anything in the house. Because at the time, Jess and I were just working so flat out in the business, we couldn't afford the time to mow the lawns, to clean the house and that shit all the time. We'd do the dishes and put dishes in the dishwasher and do our washing. But other than that, everything else just got put on hold because we knew that if we could create as much value in the business and in the economy, then that money would come back in and we could use part of that money to delegate other tasks out. And I would suggest that you do that in your own life. If you can, earn as much money in the area of focus and your highest values because that's where you're most valuable and then delegate other responsibilities of lower value. You'll be able to keep doing more and more things that produce more and more value or more and more money and then delegate those other things off. It's a hard task to do because most people don't want to have a dirty house or a dirty car or all that shit. I went for years without washing Jess's car, unfortunately, when I was driving the little gets. I would wash it maybe once every six months. I'd stop in a quick car wash and hose it off and then that was it. Whereas now, like, I'm lucky to go a week without washing my cars, maybe every couple of days. But in saying that, to me, the reason why I wash my own car still is because I normally listen to podcasts when I'm doing it and it's a time to study and learn or audiobooks. So for me, that's learning time, but I'm also washing the cars as well. With my time management and time prioritization, I prioritize my values every day. And then when I'm prioritizing, I want to look at what's the most productive thing that I can do today. So the term is productive, productivity. It's not what do I need to get off my to-do list. It all comes down to the question. And in previous episodes, you've probably heard me talk about the importance of question asking. When someone says, what do I need to do today? They'll write down a whole list of shit. Then they'll go through and try to prioritize the easiest things first because it gets the most amount of things off of their list. But they might be the lowest value things, which means that it's lowering your value in your life. You want to go through and figure out what's the biggest bang for the buck thing that I can do today, which is going to progress my life forward. When you do that, you're sweet. Because if you keep doing that over a six to 12 month period, your life will change. You will shift in the way that you operate as a person. You'll create greater amounts of wealth life's better when you prioritize the most important things. But that might mean that sometimes you've got to do things that might take two or three days to finish and complete one task. Maybe a week, you might have to chunk that down into smaller tasks so you feel like you're being productive. When I'm in content creation mode and I'm creating new events, I might go one to two weeks where I essentially wake up, train, maybe do a little bit of reading, and then I'll spend the whole day studying, researching, and putting content together for our events. And that's it. I might spend an hour or two having food or going out for breakfast or lunch or something with Jess, and then that's it. Then I go to bed, I wake up and I do the same thing again. But that thing there produces the most in our life. It produces the most in our business. It's the most productive thing that I can do sometimes. So you really want to think about what you're producing and the productivity behind it, not just what do I need to get done? Because sometimes that question alone is the thing that will keep you stuck. So normally I prioritize my time based on my values, number one. Number two is then what I do is I use Google calendars. When I'm creating tasks, I put tasks and timeframes in so that I know what I need to get done. I also love to work in 90 minute blocks. So for me, I find that working for 90 minutes in a block of time is best. And then I'll have like anywhere 
anywhere between five to 15 minutes where I just go and chill out, go to the bathroom, grab a drink, walk around. I might go sit outside for five minutes and then I come back in and then I get to work for the next 90 minute block. And then I might have an hour off for lunch where I'll just do whatever I feel like. And it might be watch a little bit of TV. It might be watch a documentary. It might be just go outside and chill and whatever. And then I get back into work again. But I find those 90 minute blocks keep me accountable to just staying focused for 90 minutes. When I book in a whole day of doing one task, that's where I go off track because I feel like it's just too much time. And I look at my calendar and I'm like, shit, I'm just going to keep working, keep working. And then after a while, I'm like, I need to get away from this. But then I'd feel guilty about not working. So I just find that 90 minute blocks work best for me. But some people might be two hours. Some people might be every 60 minutes, just have a five minute break or a 10 minute break. That's normally how I set up my calendar. The other thing that I find that I do that a lot of people don't do, which might help as well. Some people do this who are listening, but not everyone does, is that every day should pretty much be the same. If you have Monday to Friday and then weekends, then what you're doing is you're essentially changing your priorities in life. You're changing your values. You're changing what you do and what you don't do. And it creates volatilities. So when I was younger, I would work Monday to Saturday and then I would go out Saturday night. Sunday, I'd sleep in Sundays. Then I'd get up early on Monday. I'd feel like shit because I'm waking up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. as a personal trainer on Monday. But I would sleep in until like one o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays. So my sleeping rhythms were all fucked up. My eating was all fucked up because blood sugar levels and all of that sort of stuff are peaking and troughing depending on the alcohol that I'm drinking and the foods that I'm eating. And on weekends, I would like eat crazy shitty food like fast food. And then Monday to Friday, I'm like eating clean. So my whole life was volatile, was these huge peaks and troughs because I just didn't have consistency. Whereas consistency is key if you want to achieve. So now Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, doesn't matter what day, they're all pretty much the same. I prioritize my values. I live them. I get up at the same time every day. It's around 7 a.m. most days. At the moment, I'm going through a stage where I'm waking up a little bit earlier and I'm just playing around with that a little bit, maybe trying to go to bed a little bit earlier, but not by much. I'm just playing around with it because I did a podcast only recently on sleeping patterns, sleeping your way to the top. And I just found that seven o'clock is my best wake up time, but I would like to get up a little bit earlier than that. So I've just been playing around with it just a little bit, but I don't want to wreck my consistency. So I try to wake up at the same time every morning. I try not to go to bed too late every night. Like if I can, I'll go to bed about 11 o'clock every night, but I don't go out on Saturday nights and stay awake until like three o'clock in the morning because if I do that, it fucks me up for like four or five days and my sleeping rhythms get out of whack. My nutrition gets out of whack. and It's not my thing. I try not to have like volatilities in my nutrition patterns because when I did, and this is only recent, when I did consistently restrict my diet and then I would have times where I'm like, it's a weekend, I can just eat whatever I want. Then I would blow out. I'd feel like shit. It'd take me three or four days to get back into good nutrition. And then by the time Friday comes again, bang, I'm back into these shitty eating patterns again. Or I shouldn't call them shitty. They're just ones that don't work for me. So I try to be consistent with my meal timing. I try and eat at the same time most days. I just try and keep things as consistent as I can. Now, some people go, well, that's fucking boring. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe that's not boring. Like maybe that's the thing. You know, I have a lot of people who go, well, how do you live the lifestyle that you live? Now, my lifestyle is not eccentric or anything too crazy. Like to me, I live a normal life, but at the same time, not everyone has a supercar and not everyone has a nice house or the house that they love living in. I'm not sure. Like it depends what it is. And I don't want to project my values onto you. Like I enjoy my life. The point is though that I have a lot of people come to me and they say, well, how did you achieve all this stuff? And I say, well, here's how I do it. And then they go, oh, I don't want to live like that. Well, then maybe don't have the goal that I have as well. Like maybe there's a conflict between the lifestyle that you want and the goals that you want. If the lifestyle you want and the goals that you want align, you're probably going to live a fulfilling life. If the lifestyle that you want does not match the goals that you have, you're going to be in consistent conflict. Like if you want to go out and party every night and run a mark and, you know, hang out with friends and travel all the time and spend money, then you 
probably not going to be wealthy. That's okay. Just admit to yourself that that's not your goal. That maybe your goal isn't to create financial stability and create large amounts of wealth and maybe run a business or whatever. I don't know. Now, some people can do that for a while, but it normally ends up coming back and biting in the ass. Like I've worked with plenty of clients who make a lot of money and they go out and party and run a mark and then their business starts to shit itself over a six to 12 month period and then they have a huge downturn. That's because what built the business and what maintains the business are they're treating as two different things. When they built the business, they worked really, really hard, put in the hours, put in all the effort and the energy and now they're rewarding themselves and they're going out and partying, running a mark and doing crazy shit and buying stupid things. Then all of a sudden they're wondering why their business isn't working. It's because they changed their strategy. But what you really want to do is make sure that your lifestyle and your goals and all of those things match what your vision is and what your mission are. This is why this stuff is so important. I go through this a lot at Thrive Time and I help you build out your own life map because of that exact reason. If you've got internal conflict between the life that you want and the goals and the effort that you're putting in, then you're always going to have internal conflict. I don't want to have that internal conflict. I like my life the way that it is. This is why also why I don't really drink alcohol. I had a glass of wine a couple of weeks ago and that for me, I just noticed that it affected my sleeping patterns for that night. The next day I woke up, I was all groggy and lethargic. It took me like two to three days for my sleeping cycles to go back to normal. And I track all that through a whoop. So I just noticed that stuff. I'd rather not have it because it does change my sleeping patterns. I've got people in my family who can drink wine every night and they say it doesn't affect their sleep. Maybe, maybe you're just not aware of how much it does affect your sleep. And for you, that's normal. Like you don't know what's normal until you create a different normal. Maybe your normal isn't normal. Like, I don't know. You've just got to figure out what you want and attach those two things. So when I'm setting up my day, I tend to plan things the same every day. Get up, read a book or read part of a book. Try to get through about 50 pages. I normally speed read most of them. If I've got to do research, I normally read it a lot slower because I need to go through and really refine stuff. Then I go on train and from there I start my day. Now, some days like today, it's up a little bit earlier, do these podcasts. Then from there, I'm going to go out and train in a minute. After training, I will get ready for the day. I've got a client flying down from interstate and I'll work with her all day, but that's coaching. It's my highest value. Essentially, I've got my top three values all achieved today. My third highest value is business and wealth creation. So I'm working on business right now because the podcast, the coaching, all of that stuff is business. I essentially set my day up to live my values, to serve my purpose, to live my mission and to achieve my vision. They're the key determining factors as to my time management. Now, I don't think most people do that because they don't know their vision, their mission, their purpose, their values. They also don't set clear, effective goals because they don't know what they're aiming for. And then their time management is all out of whack and they're volatile because they don't know what they're trying to achieve and they think that things are a good idea and they change things like on weekends and Monday to Friday. I don't know. It creates too much volatility. I did it for years. Didn't work for me. It just wasn't my thing. So anyway, I hope that helps giving you a bit of an insight into my time management. It might be pretty boring for some people, but I hope for a couple of you out there, it really inspires you to get clear with some of these things and also to start setting your time around your values. Now, could I do that straight away? And the answer is no. When I first started building a business, I was doing stuff outside of my values. I was doing a lot of operations. I was doing a lot of stuff. But what I would also do was there's something called linking to your values. I would link to my values so that then that way I didn't feel like I was conflicted with what I was trying to achieve and the tasks that I was doing, but I knew that they were super important. So if you wanna prioritize more of your values over time, what you wanna do is just start out doing a little bit every day and start to get in the habit of prioritizing your values. Like let's say you work a nine to five job and you've got a high value in exercise and family then where do you fit in exercise and family every day? And you do that every day, Monday to Sunday, and you just do it every day and you prioritize that. And then career is obviously important. If you've got a job, it might be in your top five or top six or top seven values, or it might be wealth creation. I'm not sure. You put that in and you're going to be working for, let's say eight, nine, 10 hours a day, but you still want to make sure you've got exercise and family time and that they're quality time and they don't get interrupted by the other shit that's going on. So if you're spending one hour with family at night at dinner time, then that's a non-negotiable and you do that every night. And your exercise time in the morning, you have a non-negotiable and then you do the 
those two things and then you're living a couple of your highest values every day. And over time, you start to plan to maybe increase those times a little bit and decrease other things that are of lower value. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share. I really appreciate all of those who have been doing that. I was blown away in our first week of this podcast. We went to number 15 on iTunes in the era of self-help. I know that we were starting to rank, I think, on Spotify as well. We started getting a lot more followers and subscribers on YouTube as well. So I really appreciate all of those who are subscribing, liking, and sharing. For all of those who have posted a five-star review, you're absolute legends. Thank you very much. This is on Spotify and on iTunes. And for those of you who wrote reviews on iTunes, you're epic. Thank you. I've been reading them. I really appreciate them. So thank you very much. Please remember to share this stuff as well with your friends and family. If they're helping, I really want to get this stuff out there so we can help more people live epic lives and do cool shit in life. I just want to see people every day wake up and just do cool shit in their own lives, whatever that looks like. And I hope these podcasts are helping. Anyway, take care, everyone. Never underestimate the dream. Oh,